Welcome to the Factory of Sadness. My name is Max Steiger, and we are back for another week inside the Factory of Sadness. And I'm joined by my co-factory owner. Whoa, that's a, that's a that's promotion. <laughs> See, but this time you said my name. This is why I always get confused in why there's a delay, Max. So we we were on a little bit of a roll for a while, but I decided to switch it up. Okay, great. Well, thanks for making life more difficult. But yes. Welcome, everybody, to the, another episode of the Factory of Sadness podcast. I will apologize for this being a day late. Uh, I had two presentations for school today, which is Thursday, which meant I couldn't present, present, or record, wow, English, uh, on Wednesday like we normally do. So apologies for that. It's a day late, but we'll be back on track next week. Max, how have you been? I've been great. Uh, this past week has been pretty uneventful had a couple of exciting things over the weekend just hanging out with friends and everything but other than that just been enjoying watching the ncaa championship um and just going through life how about you uh yeah man i've been good i got a little bit of work this next uh five six days is gonna be a little stressful um unfortunately but i should be on pretty easy after that for the rest of the semester then again, I said that again, you know, two weeks ago, and it turned out that I wasn't quite right because things were more clumped than I thought. So we'll see. But yeah, Max, okay, so are we going to talk about that now or you want to talk about it later? Let's talk about it now. Okay, Max, Final Four and Championship are uh, what we didn't get to talk about between the last podcast and now. So I'll let you begin because I have my thoughts, but I will let you start. <laughs> Let's start with the final four then. Obviously, Michigan lost, which sucked. Uh, so UCLA made it to the final four and playing Gonzaga and Nailbiter. I got to watch about a half and a half of the game. Uh, Josh was very upset that I missed it. Yeah, a half and a half? That's a little... A ha- right, exactly. A half and a half of a half. Okay. <laughs> That's a nail-biter. Say that five times fast. So I, w- I watched until about uh, 10 minutes left in the second half. I mean, it was a great game. This UCLA team was severely underrated coming into the tournament. And Juzang, Hakez, Campbell, they all showed up. The energy guy! Exactly. But Gonzaga held on. Jalen Suggs showed why he is the consensus top lottery pick coming into the NBA. Uh, Timmy and Jay Ajayi had a great game. Not Jay Ajayi. Ajayi. And not Jay, because that's, that's, a, that's a Dolphins running back from a few years ago. <laughs> that's okay. So, exactly. That game was very exciting. Baylor <laughs> blew by Houston. That was an easy game for them. I didn't even watch. I didn't even you watch. You would think would play into a little bit until the predictions for the finals, but it didn't. Josh, do you want to talk about Final Four before we get into that last game? Yeah, Max. Well, first I want to say I didn't even watch the start of uh, the Baylor-Houston game. I was gonna, I had some stuff to do that afternoon, so I was going to watch the second half because always the second half is more interesting than the first half. I didn't even do that because they were already up, what, 18 points, 20 points? It's like, what's the point? Um, creds to Baylor. Absolutely amazing job. Uh, I wish I got to watch more of them this season based on how they played at the end. But, Max, I've got to be honest, I think that UCLA versus Gonzaga game was the best sports game I've seen in the past couple years. Any sport, any team, any level, period. Like Yeah, and a lot of people agree wow. with me on that sentiment. Every single possession led to a score, and it was back and forth and back and forth. 
if you somehow get a stop, then the other team somehow gets a stop. Exactly. I mean, I think it was like a lead change. Every single basket was basically exactly. a lead change or a tie. Like, there was never a bigger lead than six points. And this is a 1 versus 11 seed matchup in the Final Four. That is awesome. Yeah, UCLA came to play. Yeah, I mean, wow. Creds to them. Great season. Um, Max, do you think Suggs is the consensus number one? Not consensus number one. Consensus highlight. Okay, okay, good. I thought when you said topic, you meant number one. Because I was about to say, I would disagree consensus. I know he's up there for a lot of people, but it seems like him, Mobley, and uh, Cade Cunningham are all yeah. in that like top three range right now. And also, with basketball, it depends who gets that number one pick. 100%. We don't know. Yep. Even if you have the worst record, obviously you don't have a lock. Right. So we won't know until the lottery, most likely, who the consensus number one will be. And maybe even not pass then. Right. No, I would totally agree. Um, but no, I mean, that was one of the best sports games I've ever seen. So good. So entertaining. I mean, dude, when you didn't even get to watch, which sucks for you. But my, so I was watching with three friends. One's a UCLA fan because he's from California. I like to root for the upset. I was rooting for UCLA. And then the other two were rooting for Gonzaga. So split room. They, UCLA comes down the floor with the chance to tie it in overtime. I'm even skipping past Timmy's unbelievable charge, which was crazy. Juzang dives in. One of my friends is like, screw it. I don't care. This is so exciting. UCLA win the game. Misses the floater, but gets his own rebound. Puts it in. Oh my God, they just won the game. Great for UCLA, that's crazy. Just kidding, Gonzaga's running back up the floor and Suggs with the most poise I've ever seen in a college freshman. Goes, boop, nails the buzzer beater. Nails it. And that was just incredible. The Juzang layup wasn't even to win it, it was to tie it for overtime. Right, no, no, yeah. But so crazy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching the highlights the day after. Yeah, but definitely said that I didn't get to see it live. That's so a game in from I'm gonna want to the re- most. Hold up, that's a game I'm gonna want to rewatch the whole thing of, and I've never <laughs> said that about a college basketball game before. Go forward. So heading it out from one of the most exciting games of all time, like you were saying, into one of the most possibly disappointing performances by a team. Hmm. Just wasn't what I was hoping for at all. No, nobody was expecting it to be a blowout from the start. Yeah, Baylor I mean, was up like what fifteen two or something like that. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Um, my friends and I had a very heated discussion because I I said that if UCLA had won, they'd at least be closer. Not that in the end they'd be closer, but at you know ten minutes in they'd be closer than Gonzaga was. Which the fact that I could even say that is crazy. Um, I mean, I think that you know the point stands. I think Gonzaga got worn out. I don't think it was that they discredited Baylor. I think Baylor came to play, and all credits to them. But I think Gonzaga was worn out. They just played a hell of a game versus UCLA. That was probably the toughest matchup they'd played the, all season. So it, to me, it made sense um, in hindsight, although I still took Gonzaga ahead of time. And also, Baylor was the opposite. They had just came off of a cruising against Houston. They were ready to go. They were fully energized. Credits to them. They played out of their minds. I mean, I don't think they missed a 3 for so long of the game. Obviously, they did. But it felt like they just couldn't miss. Like, Gonzaga would get one stop. Baylor goes back and scores two buckets. Like, crazy. Yeah, and the most important thing of the way that Baylor played was their defense. They forced turnover after turnover. Overall, forced 14 turnovers. 
that's unheard of when going against the best offense. Yeah. And can you even I w- can you pull how many turnovers there were in the first half? Or uh, yes, I can. Give me one second. I want to see that because in the first like ten minutes, they probably had seven plus. That's you know I'm not actually positive about that, but it was crazy how easily Baylor completely disrupted this Gonzaga offense. This is a lot harder to find. See, in 2K, <laughs> you just go to team stats box score first half. It's LT, so RT. <laughs> exactly. It's not so easy to do. No, I know. Trying to find. Exactly. So, But, yes, it, w- it was a lot of turnovers. It was crazy. I mean, that's what that, you know, that's what that score came from. Not only did they shoot better, Baylor had, I think, twice as many shots in the first 10 minutes or something like that. It was incredible. They absolutely locked them up. Suggs was a non-factor for the longest time. Kispert, pretty boy, did nothing other than 1-3 at the start of the game. And Timmy was, you know, I don't know, falling all over the floor. Couldn't do his mustache thing. (laughs) Exactly. And one of my favorite parts of Baylor is just the personality of the team. Matthew Mayer, pretty much the biggest personality in college basketball with his uh, mullet. Just a really fun team to watch. They got some fun names as well. Jonathan Chamwachachua, Flo Thamba. It's a fun team. Wow. I didn't even... Whew, that is a good name. So, yeah, <laughs> no. I, it was disappointing. I wish it had been like the what I feel is the real Gonzaga versus Baylor because I feel like that would have been a great game. In hindsight, I'm still not sure Gonzaga would have won even if they played um, you know, their normal game based on right. how Baylor I mean, played, but... Wow. Defense wins championships, and that's throughout all sports. Yeah, no, I would totally agree. So, Max, following this tournament, how high do you think Jalen Suggs ends up? Obviously, it depends on uh, the team. If you're just assuming it's based on caliber of player, where does Jalen Suggs now rank for you? Uh, he's top three. I don't know enough about Evan Mobley. Uh, gotcha. I know that Cade is an incredible player. Um, Suggs proved that he comes up in the big moments. And I think that buzzer beater solidified yeah. his position. I don't think the fact that he lost in the championship is going to have such a big effect. No, I would agree. Um, yeah, I would expect him to be top three, if not yeah. higher. Last piece of draft talk before we move on from NCAA, I believe, is Max, I, I know we're not at NBA draft time yet. You and I will get there at a certain point. But can you please, for the life of everything in this world explain to me how in the world i just looked at a mock draft on espn and franz wagner is a lottery pick (laughs) he was the ninth pick in this how is franz wagner a lottery pick yeah i'm honestly quite surprised that he still is even after his quite not so good performance i don't know why i said quite there (laughs) after his not so good performance in march madness but it, he's a good physical player in terms of his attributes. Yeah. He's an all-around player. And I, he, I don't know enough about the other prospects to say if he's actually better than them or not. All I know is that this year and tournament, he wasn't as good as he can be. I just don't understand because unless you're drafting him to be exclusively a 3 and D wing, I don't see any benefit to drafting him ever at all. I just don't understand. He's a good defender. He's better at driving than he is at shooting. Then he's really bad at shooting too, because he, he was he, really bad. Because he can't he, he, he can't, can't create. Hesitant. He's not good. 
I'm sorry. I hope he is. I'm sure he's a great dude. Like, if he proves me wrong, creds to him, amazing. He's not good at, at offense, anything on offense. He's a good defender. I'll give him that. But the fact that he's projected to be a lottery pick blows my freaking mind. Yeah, I think he'll end up translating very well into the NBA, and I think that's what teams see in him. Obviously, his stats aren't good, not as good as they could be this season. So we'll see if that mock draft ends up changing after the combine and after teams see more about his physicals and actually get to work him out. Yeah, absolutely, Max. Well, I am done with the NCAA for now. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more as the NBA draft comes along, but for now, I'm good on that front. So before we head into the exciting sports, there are some things about the MLB that we can talk about. (laughs) Go for it, Max. The MLB has officially begun, Josh. We had opening weekend last weekend, correct? Yes, and I am happy. I'm thriving. I'm loving every minute of it. I got my my friend has T-Mobile, so he got free MLB TV. And he (laughs) gave it to me, which means I can now watch basically every game that I'm not blacked out of. It's amazing. That is awesome. Well, the biggest moment from the weekend for me, I was actually watching this game at B-Dubs, so it was really what? cool to see. What? No way. You were watching was, baseball? Yeah. I'm really I was sitting proud. at B-Dubs and watching, switching between uh, the NBA and MLB in my eyes, not on the channel. Oh, you um, didn't have the B-Dubs remote? No. So Shohei Otani threw so a, cool. what, a 90... No. Nine mile per hour pitch. Did he break on? He he was a hundred point six, I believe. That's insane. First of all, the fact that he's doing that as a starting pitcher is whack. Yes. And then his first at bat, he's batting second for the Angels. First at bat, whacks a hundred fifteen mile per hour home run. On dude, it's unreal. Four hundred fifty foot homer, and this is New York Times is saying one hundred one. I believe it's rounded. To be able to be so good at baseball where you can start, throw as hard as 101 miles an hour, and then hit a 450-foot homer in the same inning is legitimately unreal, and I don't think people appreciate just how hard that is. The, there was so much hype surrounding him when he came to the MLB. He's played 20 games total in his career. Yeah, no, like and that's exactly consistently the... getting injured. That's exactly the problem. Otani is extremely talented, super good on both sides of the ball, right? Pitching and hitting. But, you know, he came in and blew us out of the water his first year in 2018. But he then had Tommy John surgery, which is a year plus rehab. It's, it may be one of the most devastating injuries in sport. I would argue that it'd be really interesting to see. It may be worse than like an ACL tear, honestly. It is a brutal recovery and super hard to come back from. So that happened. Then it was the 60-game season where he played a little bit and got hurt, and then he hit a... Right, so he's barely played, but he's so talented at the game of baseball, dude. And it doesn't seem like he'll be out for a long time. I don't know exactly how long he'll be out for, but he got injured later on in the game. Yeah, well, he got slid into at home, I think, and fell over. I think it was only a couple days. He's going to be fine in a minute, but he is... If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a joy to watch the rest of his career. Yeah, but that is a big if, as every season that he's played in, he's been injured. Right. Well, and part of that issue is, um, you know, he does play pitcher and uh, is a hitter, which just means his, his risk in terms of injury is extremely high. So, but no, yeah. super, super cool. 
Uh, tons of other cool MLB things, but Max, I'll let you say anything you're interested in. If not, I'll leave it, and I might start a podcast on my own. We'll see. You can talk about some MLB things. No, it's just I, I love baseball. I could talk for hours about what's going on. Super exciting to have it back. The freaking Orioles won their first three games, and we're leading the AL East, which is crazy because they're not good. The Blue Jays, meanwhile, went 0-4 in their first four games, which is crazy. So the AL East is all kinds of backwards. Um, this dude on the White Sox, Max, Yermin Mercedes, is a rookie. Played his, started his first game, I think he's 28 years old. Uh, played his first game, I think the second game of their season. Went 5-for-5. Five five. I saw that. And then in the next game, started it off 3-for-3. Three three. So yeah. in his first eight <laughs> at-bats, he had eight hits as a rookie in his career, unreal. Unfreaking real So just some super awesome stuff going on. The Indians, meanwhile, uh, are not good, just like I unfortunately have thought they were gonna be because they have lost just about all pieces of talent from their um, lineup. And it just sucks, but it is what it is. Teams come and go, it's parody. That is what happens. Um, so we will continue to support our guys and. There are an exciting waves of prospects for us coming on. Um, one of my favorite players in baseball, Ronald Acuna, who's super exciting, uh, got his opening day postponed. But when he first came, or came back, he went two for three, waited a couple games, and then went. Oh no, he didn't get postponed. Sorry, he played. The Mets Nats got postponed because of COVID. Um, the Nats opened their series versus the Braves. Acuna went two for three in his first three at bats that game with two homers, which was super exciting because there's the super crazy dynamic between Soto and Acuna, who's better because they're like two dueling faces of the franchise in the NL East and faces of baseball. Um, and except in the end, Soto walked it off for the Nats. So that was super exciting. Um, and then uh, on, on, an, on an unfortunate note, um, Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the other upcoming faces of baseball, um, swung too hard and got injured and it's probably gonna be six weeks. So he is out and that sucks. But dude, baseball's back and I'm loving it. Sorry to completely go away from everything that you're saying, but Shohei Otani is actually okay and he has been playing. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was only a two day thing anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that you're now able to talk about this sport that you love so much. I'm doing better, <laughs> really. MLB is back, we got a full season no 60 game crap whatever that was last year i know that stunk dude if there's nothing else uh for you for the mlb uh i would feel remiss to not applaud the mlb for moving the all-star game from atlanta Um, yeah no i would agree there's a lot of voting law restrictions going on right now down there um and so just a really great move to show their support for minority communities and the people being affected by all of the stupid rules that they're making down in Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I I would, I 100% agree. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, the Braves came out and were like, we're very disappointed by MLB's decision. Um, and I didn't read the full station, so they may have said something, but I just, I cannot get behind all of these voting restrictions and it doesn't make sense why anybody doesn't understand their decision because i've seen a whole bunch of people like wow this is crazy can't believe they do this to the city of atlanta when they're supposed to be honoring hank aaron it's like i'm pretty sure hank aaron wouldn't be cool with the fact that his people aren't allowed to vote 
Like that is very clear to me. And so yes, I would agree, applause to them. Um, I think they handled it, all things considered, pretty well as well. So hopefully, you know, Atlanta can get it another All-Star game in two years when the, you know, voting restrictions are not there. Agreed. All right, you have anything else for the MLB? No, Max, we can move on. All right, so then let's head into the NFL. I would like to start off this with a bit of an admittance of incorrectness. Oh, well, this is pretty frequent. You should just go ahead and keep talking. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, it's not a big deal. I always admit when I'm wrong. No, Josh, there is no way that there are going to be more than 18 quarterbacks changing teams this offseason. That is not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> no, not. It was... It was an exciting prospect, but no, you you were crazy to ever believe that. Um, yeah. But there, I mean, there's still enough. There's there's still quite a few quarterbacks that will be starting that we didn't see um, to make it super exciting. I mean, I think there might be ten, um, which is still a third of the league. Like that's still a lot of quarterbacks. Um, so it's still super exciting. But yeah, eighteen was always crazy. So the big quarterback news from this week, Sam Darnold is headed to the, oh God, why am I blanking? What Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Wow. For a second, fourth, and sixth rounder. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this trade? You never texted me back. Uh, yeah, that's because I'm fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I uh, am a huge fan of this for the Panthers and for Darnold. Um, I think people need to um, hedge their excitement a little bit because – while the Panthers are in a much better spot than the Jets, they're still not a premier offensive system. Like, I would have been ecstatic, frankly, to see Darnold go to the um, Washington football team, right? Or the Dolphins or the Colts, like we've said, where it's really just a quarterback away from being a good team. The Panthers have much better pieces than the Jets. You know, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, um, Christian McCaffrey absolutely fabulous um three three great pieces to surround him offensive line still needs work and that was donald's biggest issue in new york so i want people to just curb their excitement also because it's not like teddy bridgewater just up and disappeared donald i'm sure is going to get the first you know first crack at it because he's got more potential his ceiling is exponentially higher than teddy bridgewater but he'll probably be on a pretty on a shorter leash because they have a very capable serviceable quarterback still there um but for them to give up a second fourth and a sixth for him is a no-brainer in my opinion totally worth it he is just as talented as any quarterback in this draft outside of trevor lawrence um and it just to give up that little for a really good chance at a top-tier, talented quarterback is a no-brainer for the Panthers. Right. I mean, people forget that he's one of the highest-rated prospects coming out of college of all time. Yeah. Like, he was ranked, I think, or he had a 94 or something rating, he's, which is amazing. He's unbelievably talented. The Jets just ruined his psyche. He got injured, and then he had Adam Gase as a, as a coach, who yeah. has notoriously failed quarterbacks. He got to ride one of them. Uh, being Ryan Tannehill, who yes. a lot of people are comparing. Oh, this my is God. Exactly the same situation. And there's a really good chance it is. Really good chance it is. Because he is put into a much better situation. If they can get a couple offensive linemen, um, or a better offensive line this season, and maybe a security blanket and a tight end, 
to help him out. I think he's in a really good chance. I just don't think people should be anointing him as all of a sudden he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. Um, which most people haven't. I don't haven't. think, I no. haven't read, I haven't heard no. anybody. Most people that. aren't. Some people are saying he's going to be, I don't know, top 15 or whatever. I, I don't know if we're there yet, but it's an exciting step. And he is in a really good spot now. So it could happen. Um, on the other hand, Max, unless you believe that the only way for him to have success was a change of scenery, as in getting out of New York, like the city gives him bad vibes, he can't be mentally sound. I don't, if I'm the Jets, I don't do this move. I don't make this move because Donald is, in my opinion, just as, if not more talented than anybody in this draft other than Trevor Lawrence, who they're not going to get. So for me, if I'm the Jets, I'm trading back out of two, surrounding him with talent because he's got just as much talent as Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. So personally, I wouldn't have made this move in the Jets, and I'd be interested to see what you have to say, Max. I I would 100% make the move. Um. I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is better than Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold has proved that New York is not the place for him. Right. He's not happy there. Well, right. He's, it's about having this complete reset and allowing the Jets with a new head coach to restart, get a new quarterback. And while you might be true in the fact that if you trade down and get some offensive linemen or some bigger weapons that Sam Darnold would have been able to play well, that's definitely true but maybe he wouldn't and that's throwing away a season and an opportunity at a second round quarterback who could end up progressing to be a great quarterback yeah i yeah i mean unless you're that's why i said it not not to mention the fact that you now will have a quarterback on a rookie contract versus one that will be expecting an extension soon well yeah but his extension would not be that big anyways um No, Max, I would agree. If he, It's about a reset, this move, for sure. Um, and I think Douglas is enamored completely with Zach Wilson. Um, but to me, no, no quarterback is going to succeed with this Jets roster right now. And if you look at what the 49ers just got for the number th- – or had to give up for the number three pick to get number two, they could have gotten a haul to actually put pieces around a talented quarterback. So, I, you know, I don't know. I get it. I understand. If Darnold is so screwed up mentally that he can't be in the right frame of mind in New York, no question. Correct move. Get him out of there. Give yourself a restart. But if you have a conversation where it's like, dude, you're reset. Gaze is out of here and you're convinced that he is mentally fresh. I don't get the move. But that's just me. Yeah. And the Jets do have a second first round pick, 23rd overall. They so have, they could I end think up they have three up. picks this Three first-rounders this year. No, two first-rounders and two first-rounders next season. Okay. So they, they have plenty of picks. So that's why it's also not such a huge importance to them. Obviously, totally. they can get more, but I think they would rather just get that Zach Wilson in the quarterback room. Right. Well, and I totally get that. But, Max, who is Zach Wilson working with this year? Well, Michael well, P. Ryan, are you convinced? Because I'm not. 23rd pick. Who do you draft? You draft Najee Harris. You draft Travis Etienne. Maybe you if got they're a still on the board. And a rookie running back. But who, got... who's he throwing to? Uh, Denzel Mims, and that's it. Davis. Or the why oh, does Corey Davis? Signed... You're right. Corey You're right. Davis. They signed yeah. Corey Davis. I, I don't or know. Was it I'm Davis just not... or was it? Was it I'm, Davis? I believe it's Corey Davis. Correct. And they signed. Yes, it was Corey Davis. Yes, yeah, Corey Davis. So I, I just am not... I'm not. I'm not saying that they have a. They don't. They're not yeah. going to be a playoff team this season. Nobody's expecting them to. But right. they're in a rebuild phase, and you do that with a rookie quarterback. 
Yeah, you don't do it with a quarterback who's played less than average for your team who doesn't fit in with the Fair team. point. Fair point. Totally get that. So, yep, Max, moving on. Uh, what else do you have on the NFL? It, I mean, it's another week, and Deshaun Watson is going even more downhill. Everything is not looking good. There is a trial yesterday or two days ago, I believe, where some of the women started to reveal their names and who they were. Um, a really sad testament from or testimony from one of the women talking about how her dad is a huge Houston Texans fan and now he can't be because of Deshaun Watson. Um, going away from the human aspect and everything, he also, uh, his sponsorships with Nike and Beats by Dre were paused. So that's a huge loss for him. Going away from whether it's true, what the actual thing that happened is, what team is going to want to trade for Deshaun Watson? He's not going to be traded. You look at the Panthers. They were the front runners. They have Sam Darnold. They might be drafting another quarterback. They have Teddy Bridgewater. You look at the 49ers. They traded up to draft a quarterback. Who, who, who else does he have? He has the Chicago Bears, who might end up trading up to draft a quarterback. They also have Andy Dalton. It doesn't make sense for him to go anywhere at this point. The only team that it would make sense, in my opinion, is still the New York Jets. And no one's going to take Why? him. Why? Yeah. You want to take Deshaun Watson or Zach Wilson? That's not what it's about, though. Why not? It's not ju- you can't just compare players' talent to talent. It's Deshaun Watson minus four first-round picks. It's Deshaun Watson it, But that's not the, the price presumptive... anymore. That's not the price anymore. Well, we don't know what the, the price is. The Jets cannot... Um, I'm saying, I'm telling you, nobody in their right mind anymore is going to give you four first rounders for Deshaun Watson because no one has any idea what the hell is going on. Do you? Are you saying that that's the only option, or you think they are still trying to get him? I, I'm both. I think Bears and Jets are the only two options anymore, and I don't see either of them doing it at the old price. No way. Okay. I, I don't see anybody getting him. No, I I would if you ask me where he's going to be at the start of this season. Now I'm gonna t- I'm gonna agree. I think it's Houston, Texas, okay. especially because, well, or prison because no one's gonna, <laughs> no one is going to trade for him right now because things look terrible. The odds, I wouldn't give up a third rounder for him right now. Alone, one third rounder because there is a very good chance that and what it looks like is that there are what twenty? How many women is it now? It's at least 22. over twenty. 20 plus women you're gonna tell me i'm i don't want to be putting opinions i don't want to be get political but you're gonna tell me 20 plus women decided to lie out of their ass and there's no foundation of truth where he's not gonna miss any time i have a hard time believing that so yeah if i and that's if i'm an nfl gm thinking uh, trading my assets of a franchise and my job for this individual i'm not giving up anything more than a fourth period because otherwise it's not worth the risk. Because yeah, the odds yeah. right now look so bad. Especially if you're going to willingly trade. Talk about the optics, especially if it comes out to be true. Right. So talking more about the case because more and more information is coming out every day. 18 massage therapists uh, came out in like vouching for Watson. Josh, he has 40 massage therapists throughout the year. That alone is suspicious. Yes, that's exactly Most players That's have, exactly what somebody I was talking to the other day said. Who in their right minds needs 
40 massage therapists. Exactly. Exactly. So, no, so, I, I would agree, yeah. Max. I think it's extremely uh, unfortunate and I'm sad, and, but I would agree. I don't, I don't think anybody's going to. I would agree. The only teams that are even in a position to at this point, I think, are the Bears and Jets. And if I'm the Bears and Jets, there's no way in hell, in any way, shape, or form, that I'm going to give up what I was willing to give up two months ago for him. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So moving on from Deshaun Watson and sticking with the draft possibilities, the Falcons are now saying that they're willing to trade, which I think is amazing. They're number four, right? They have no reason to stay. Yeah. They have no reason to stay on number four. All right, Max. Well, I'm going to... I had enough, like, believe the hyperpsych options. I'm going to ask you this now because I think it's a legit question. I also think the Falcons are going to trade, and I really hope they do for them. I think it's the best move for their franchise. Um, Max, do you think someone's going to trade up and make the first four picks in the NFL draft quarterbacks? Yeah. I'm. Well, there's two most likely possibilities in my mind. One is that the Patriots or Broncos trade up and draft that fourth quarterback. Another Ooh. is that the Chargers or another really? team in need of an offensive lineman draft up and draft Penai Sewell yeah. before the Bengals can I gotta, Dude, I got to learn how to pronounce that dude's name. Sure. <laughs> um, I think you're also... I think the Bears are also in a very interesting the Bears, position yep. to trade up to four. Um, yes, I'm, in, I'm perplexed. Not perplexed. I'm intrigued by... Well, who are the two teams you set up to four? The Broncos and the Patriots? Yeah, I'm intrigued by the Broncos. The I'm intrigued by the, the addition of the Broncos. Although it could really work if I'm the Falcons, actually. If you believe Drew Locke is still talented, and I think he is talented. Oh, do you think they would get him back in the trade? Give him to the Falcons as an asset to let him sit behind Matt Ryan. Why not? Dude's got talent. Matt Ryan is clearly a veteran who is capable of doing great things. If he decides to take... Lock under his wing two more seasons from now. Maybe Locke's in a position where he can actually do something and they don't need to spend exp- a ton of capital. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't have put yeah, the Broncos there. If I'm there the Broncos, the I wouldn't trade Locke in that situation just because you, you don't want wanna... the competition of Locke with young guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And then you can trade Locke later on in the season. Yeah. But you don't, there's no reason to need to start a rookie quarterback right at week one. No, I would agree. I think, especially with whoever that fourth quarterback is, right? I think the only quarterback who really should be starting week one is Trevor Lawrence. And I think the only ones that will, unless something crazy happens, is Lawrence or Wilson. Um, So I would agree. Fields and Jones should both sit, or Lance should definitely all sit. That fourth quarterback, the way that it's seeming, obviously we don't know. I mean, you're choosing between Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Lance, and Justin Fields, most likely. And most likely, Fields is still going to be available at four, which is an amazing opportunity for the Broncos, for the Patriots, especially the Patriots. Have them learn behind Camden. They have a very similar play style. Well, ooh, I wouldn't. I don't know if I agree. I think Cam is not nearly the thrower that Fields is, but keep going. In terms of, like, MVP when Cam was good, but, like, the athleticism. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love for the Falcons to trade out get back to the mid first round and draft an offensive lineman or draft somebody big on defense they need defense yeah oh yeah they do but there's no reason unless they really want to draft a quarterback to learn for a couple seasons behind Matt Ryan there's no reason to stay at that number four no I I totally agree Max I'm I'm getting really excited for the draft when is it again do you remember 
the 29th. We have three weeks from today. All right, Max, one of these weeks we're going to have to do some form of a mock draft. Not necessarily just, I don't know if we need to list it down because that's kind of boring to listen to, but maybe just a little couple things here and there. Maybe we'll list it down, but quickly and then dive into it. We'll see. But we got to do something. Agreed. Anything else in the NFL? Uh, no, Max, I'll let, us, I'll let us move on. Okay, I didn't have anything this week for the NBA. Uh, the Suns beat the Jazz last night, which was a huge win. Very exciting. The Nets are first place now in the East, which I figured would happen eventually. Uh, KD is back healthy, but now James Harden is injured. Of That's course they are. I really got. Yeah, I mean, dude, the Nets are unbelievably good because, uh, and like I said the other day, uh, James Harden has decided to play a style of basketball that is fabulously inclusive and not ball hoggish, which I did not see coming at all. I didn't even know he's capable of it, to be honest. Um, the Suns are looking like they're unbelievably legit contenders that I did not see coming. Um, but I think the sleeper contender in the West is the Portland Trailblazers. I think people need to not forget about them because they are built, I think, to make a run this year. Once you get Nurkic back and healthy, now that CJ McCollum is back healthy, they should have made Don't it sleep farther on than they did last season. Don't sleep on Robert Covington, dude. And then, yep. of course, the playoffs is basically just Dame time. Like Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, the, the only other thing I have is uh, props, to, props to our guy, Darius Garland. 37 points the other night. Oof. Dude can, dude can play, man. I'm excited for what's to come for him. Yeah. And speaking of props, props to the Rockets and to Kate, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. They've really shown that they're actually looking pretty good. They haven't won, but they've played close games. They beat the Mavericks last night, which was big. They only lost by three to the Suns. Dude, Kevin they Porter's going to be good. Yeah. So they're definitely looking better than they did last part of the season <laughs> two weeks ago also shout out to nate mcmillan doing incredible dude i box. love that guy i love that guy he's so good at his job yeah they lost last night by a lot to the grizzlies but they've been really good since he took over yeah no i would agree all right let's head into believe the hyper psych then uh sticking with the nba recently espn created a list of their top 25 players under 25. I'm going to pause you right there before you ask your question. Terrible list. Keep going. <laughs> yes, completely agree. So uh, some highlights of that, Doncic and Zion were one and two, I believe. Yep, which I would Coming agree with. Coming in at number three, and this is for future potential. This is not how they're playing right now. Correct. Which is a very important key. Very Lamelo important. Ball was ranked third on this list which means that they expect him to have a better future than all-stars like Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, and Jason Tatum. Josh, believe the hype or psych? I think you can see it on my face, which unfortunately our podcasters can't. Absolutely hard, hard, hard psych. Do, have I so far absolutely been proven ball, wrong about LaMelo Ball and that he's a very competent NBA player? Yes. Is he going to be a probable star in this league for the foreseeable future yes do i think he's going to be a superstar no and i do absolutely 100 percent believe that among the crop of the other names that were just listed there are at least one maybe two superstars in the making tatum booker mitchell um not, uh, no i i'm not a i've never been a huge ben simmons superstar guy but uh dude yeah, I, I agree with you. 
everybody's making fun of it. It's a bad list. But who knows? Maybe in five years it'll prove us wrong. LaMelo Ball will be a top point guard in the league, leading the Charlotte Hornets to championship after championship. Yeah, no, dude, I, I would agree, and I'm a... I don't, I don't understand, though, that they put him third. Maybe it's because of potential, because he's a tall, lanky point guard with um, really good distributing potential and good defense, but I just don't... Especially with the team around... I'm not... I don't know. Bridges, Mello, and Lamello, and uh, Hayward, if he can ever stay healthy for more than a 30-game stretch, good, not great, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. All right. I will stick with basketball, too. And I'll actually stick with the... Um, well, okay. I'm going to stick with basketball. And I do want to ask you about the rookies, but it's very different, Max. Lamello Ball is clearly right now favorited as the, the best uh, prospect out of this draft for the remainder of time. But what about the number one and number two overall picks, Max? What's, what's happened to them? And my question to you is... If you are going to take LaMelo Ball number one long-term out of this draft, who's your next Who's your next guy? So it's not a Believe the Hyperpsych. It's a little adjusted. I'm apologies. I can frame it as Believe the Hyperpsych in that I will take Anthony Edwards as the best one outside of that. Believe the Hyperpsych, answer the question. It's a very badly worded one, so I apologize for that. But I want to know what you feel about the rest of the rookie class. So you're asking who's the second best behind LaMelo, basically? Yeah, and if you want to do believe the hyper-psych, <laughs> I'm going to say Anthony Edwards, although I might even take Edwards over LaMelo. We'll see. Uh, Ed- Edwards has shown a lot of flash uh, in his rookie season. I'm going to take Wiseman purely based on the fact that he is in such a good situation for him. Yeah, yeah. He is the clear best center that the Warriors have had, honestly, probably in a long time. <laughs> Because they've never really had a good center. True. So I'm if Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, if the core of this Warriors team stays healthy and stays in the future. Nah, dude. Curry's going to the Lakers. <laughs> exactly. Speaking into existence. Uh, I expect James Wiseman to have a bright, bright future. He also has so many veterans around him to teach him and to coach him. He's a young guy, but he has these experienced veterans who are all, other than Draymond Green, good people. Yeah, <laughs> I think Draymond's a good person, even though I don't like him. Um, well, did you see what he said about uh, women's pay? Okay, no, but I don't want to get into it, so I'll take <laughs> your word for it, because you'll tell me about it afterwards. Um, actually, you know what, Max? It's probably good for the listeners. Why don't, you, why don't you share what he said? Why don't you talk while I find the exact quote? Okay, uh, I think I, I definitely understand, especially situationally. Um, I think Edwards may have the most talent in this draft, he is unbelievably he's an unbelievably good scorer and i think if the timberwolves can put pieces around him where he doesn't have to just jack up shots um because he's the only person with the ball in his hands he's gonna be super super good um and then i also think there's that honorable mention of tyrese halliburton is really good with the kings but it is De'Aaron fox team so it's never like he's gonna be in that limelight just you know as much so so in a press conference uh, Draymond Green said he's really tired of seeing WNBA players complain about the lack of pay because they're doing a disservice just by complaining and not by taking action. Mm. Which I don't know if WNBA players have. I can't speak to that, but I know sure as hell that the women on the American national women's team have been 
putting in so much countless hours of work to get equal pay. Megan Rapino responded to it directly saying some really great words that I don't want to repeat on this podcast, but just Dude, Rapino, talking about how stupid. Rapino's awesome. She's yeah. she's great. Okay, so, so moving on, uh, I have a M- an MLB. What? Believe the hyper psych. No way. Josh, believe the hyper psych. The fans' reactions to the Houston Astros are warranted. So in their game, <laughs> I forget who it was, they threw the inflatable and the real angels. trash cans. Against the they threw inflatable and real trash cans down onto the field. Is it warranted? Okay. Well, Max, I have, I have. It's a split answer, so I don't. I, I'm kind of cheating again. Um, warranted because it's hysterical and they're making fun of <laughs> uh, scandal. Absolutely, it is absolutely just too funny that they actually threw trash cans onto the field. Warranted in the fact that. Um, in terms of the actual action, I would say no. Um, was it a scandal? Yes. Did they cheat? Yes. But, Max, if you don't believe that every MLB team cheats in this fashion, you're just crazy and you're just naive. Every team is using some form of uh, you know, new tech, some form of visualizing to you know, try and gain a competitive advantage over another team. That's what every team try and tries to do. The Astros crossed the line because they use tech cameras to go see the signs. So they cross the line. But is it that big of a deal? No. I mean, people have blown this thing way out of proportion. Not that it wasn't a big deal because, you know, they broke the rules. It is what it is. But it's, it's always been an overreaction in my opinion. So I, w- I will say psych, but I do think it's hysterical. So <laughs> in that sense, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, as a non-baseball fan, as somebody who doesn't have such an affinity for the sport as you do, it's more funny to me as long as no oh, players hysterical. get hurt by the flying trash cans coming at them. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, I'm, dude, I'm fine with it because it's funny. Um, but yeah. Um, Max, I'll go back to uh, the NFL for a minute, Max. Believe the hyper psych, Daniel Jones is primed for a breakout season. If Daniel Jones doesn't break out this season, he is not going to break out with the Giants. I will say that. Agreed. I don't think he is primed just because that offense still isn't great. And he's shown flashes, but so has every quarterback. So <laughs> I, I will go yeah. with a conditional psych. If he doesn't this season, he's not. he needs to get out of New York. Well, or out of the NFL. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would agree. I think he's uh, in as good of a position as he's ever been, but not primed for a breakout. So, do you have another believe the hype or? Uh, yeah, I can ask you one, Max. Pick a number one through three because I have a bunch of ones Two. I can ask you. Two, Max. Believe the hype or psych. The stable force on the Brooklyn Nets this season is Kyrie Irving. Yeah, believe the hype. <laughs> He's been incredible. I, I would say Kyrie Irving and Jeff Green. Jeff Green has been more than anybody could ask for out of a 20-year veteran. I don't know how long he's been playing. He's old. He's been playing for a while. So, yeah, I would say him coming off the bench and Kyrie Irving starting 100%. Okay. I, I mean, I would agree, too. 
because, and I'm not just talking physical. Obviously, he's been the only one on the court every game. Even then, not even. Um, but I just feel like emotionally he's been the one holding them centered, which is freaking crazy to see. That Kyrie is taking a leadership position. Which I love, though, because I love him. If he could just stop being stupid, he'd be recognized as one of the greatest point guards of all time. So I'm very happy for that. So, Let's go into the episode-ending segment. Fact or crap? I've got some pretty good ones for you this week. Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, I am excited. I am running out of uh, good websites, so I need to start doing some more research. But I think, <laughs> I think I will be doing okay. We are getting into the really weird ones now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, I'll start us off. Fact or crap, basketball was the first sport to popularize jersey numbers in the early 1900s. But the numbers weren't based off of choice, but rather when the players joined the team. So you would be one if you were the first player to join the team, two for the second, yada, yada, yada. Yada, 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 Uh, crap. That is crap. I'm it started so with Australian soccer, Ooh. and it was 1 to 11 based on position. So the goalie was always one, whatever other position. That's cool. Two, I like that. I like that. Um, all right, Max. Oh, sorry. Before... We move on. Exciting NFL news. Players can now pretty much choose whatever jersey number they want. Oh, dude, it's crazy. I, I don't know if you... Did you see the picture that I sent you on Instagram? Not if you just sent it to me, no, because I, I was in class. I sent it to you a few hours ago. Okay. It, it had pictures of uh, Odell wearing number three. Just like players wearing crazy numbers. Defensive linemen can be between 1 and 49 now. Yeah, I, I don't like it, You can just it, do dude. whatever. I don't like I like it. I think it's exciting. I've always thought it was stupid. Well, I mean it is stupid, but I'm so used to the stupid that I'm it feels like part <laughs> of the game now, you know what I mean? Um so no, I would agree. Um all right, Max. Factor crap. Former MLB catcher Harry Cheedy was the first player ever to be traded for himself. That is fact. I did see that one. He was traded to a team and you then eventually stink. traded back. Okay, I'm going to do a new one then. Hopefully right. you didn't see that one, because that doesn't count because you've seen it. Why do you keep seeing them, but I never see any of yours? There's only so many crazy sports facts out there. That's true. Actually, are you Googling crazy sports facts? I'm Googling crazy sports facts, fun sports facts, uh, sports facts that nobody knows, just whatever I can find to find new websites. Well, because I was just on crazy sports facts, so hopefully you haven't seen this one either. Uh, Max, every ball used in a Major League Baseball game undergoes a rigorous cleaning process before the start. Fact. No, crap. They don't clean it, but they put it into the rivers and make it all muddy. I was going to say, the opposite of clean. Everyone is dirty. Yes. An undisclosed location on the Delaware River. That's so weird. Could you imagine just, like, driving down the Delaware <laughs> River and seeing There's like, just a bunch trucks. of secret black vans? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you accidentally open the truck, and it's just baseballs roll out of the back. <laughs> Dude, stop. All right, well... I'm officially going to be disappointing. I don't know how you keep finding ones that I haven't seen, but okay, keep going. Factor crap, Josh. There is not a single day in the year without a game in the MLB, NHL, NFL, or NBA. Crap. That is crap. There are two days. Do you know when they are? Uh, no. They are before and after the MLB All-Star break. Oh, that makes sense, because no one else is in season. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay. That's crazy that there's only two days for four sports. Yeah. Well, it's because uh, they they do a really good job not lining up well. Um, 
There's only a little bit of overlap between most of the seasons, except, of course, the NHL and the NBA. All right, Max. Fact or crap? Only 15 other quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown half as many touchdown passes as Peyton Manning. I'll say it again because I know it hurts a little bit. Only 15 other quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown half as many touchdown passes as Peyton Manning. Jeez. I can think of one that definitely has. I'll go with crap. It is crap. Only 10 other quarterbacks have thrown for half as many as Peyton Manning. That's crazy. Do you have a list of who they are? I mean, no, but I could get them for you. All right. While you look that up, I will hit you with my final factor crap. And my favorite from this week, after every inning, baseball pitcher Turk Wendell would brush his teeth. Fact. That is a fact. He would also chew some licorice. Josh, you got all three of mine correct today. Yeah, that's because I'm a baller. Um, (laughs) um, I was going to say something else. Um, Yeah, well, in terms of other superstitious baseball things, you know, Aaron Judge will chew, at least he did this his rookie season. I'm not sure if he still does it. He chews a piece of gum, and if he does well, he'll keep the same gum in until he does something bad when he'll switch pieces of gum. So if he only does good the entire game, he'll have chewed the one piece of gum the whole game. Jeez. Or he'll go through like 15 pieces of gum if he has a really shitty game. Isn't that uh, interesting? That is interesting. I looked up the touchdown pass leaders. And it Josh, no longer again, looks correct. It was outdated. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm noticing. <laughs> it was probably from a season ago. No, probably from like 10 seasons ago. Because you have Tom Brady and Drew Brees ahead of him. And then the, all of the top 20 have over half. Poop! Max, I need to start doing oh, a little sorry. bit more research. Uh, maybe 17. 17 or 18. No, no, no. You were correct the first time. It's, it's no. actually worse than that. 539 divided by 2 is... 219. Two. Oh. Yeah, Max. Yeah. It's actually uh, uh, 35. So it was still fact, or it was still crap. Was so you were right. I just gave the wrong number in uh, in in correcting you. So that's the problem. <laughs> uh, anyways, Max, my final factor crap. Um, when hockey was first played, they didn't use hockey pucks. They only could use tennis balls. Ooh, interesting. Is this ice hockey or yes. field hockey? Ice, ice hockey. hockey. I'll go with fact that is crap do you know what they did use because it still wasn't hockey pucks was it melon balls no that was my bad my other bad example from the other day <laughs> cow patties frozen cow patties Ew. what is with i i mean i guess food before like plastic and metal and manufacturing that's why pig skin leather started out footballs right very interesting josh so, yeah, okay, I think I made up for it with that final one. <laughs> Let's go. All right, well, I, hopefully I, I'll be better next, next week. week. Yeah, next week we'll get this episode on time. I plan on just publishing this straight after. Yeah, go for so it. It'll only be like five hours late. Woohoo! And I don't know how many of our listeners actually listen right at 11 or 10 when it comes out every day. Every uh, I'm going to go with no, none of them. But that's okay. We support and are thankful for all of our listeners uh thanks for listening as always um we will see you next week with another episode of the factory of sadness